Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. It's Friday. It's 11.35. That means Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Bill. You're an, you you're an Avengers fan, aren't you? I am a huge, huge... I'm just a superhero fan. I mean, like, yeah. I got I got the Superman cup. I got the Superman shirt. I got it on my wall. I mean, I'm a, I mean that's DC Comics, and I know we're talking Marvel, but they're all just exciting thrilling, uh, you know, moments of life where you, yeah, you get entertainment. It's great value for money today. We were going over the the, the cast, the roster, the people that are in this. It's, it's going to have to be an eight-hour movie just to give everybody a yeah. few minutes of camera well, time. I mean, I was watch- listening to you kind of go through. I, I didn't know everybody that was in it, uh, but it was like one of those, holy smokes, that's like... Uh, Everybody's got like one sentence to basically <laughs> make that movie actually turn into something. So it must be just running, say, new cast members. So, or maybe there's just a lot of uh, silent on camera situations, right? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, we'll, I'm probably going to go see it this weekend with my son. So it'll be, it'll be a awful lot of fun. It's going to be great. We got a lot of stuff to cover here on the yeah. show. This is going to be fabulous. And I, I, I love this thing. Every now and then you come up with these products, and I figured, who the heck thought of this? I wish I came up with it. If yeah. you got little kids <laughs> or even grandkids or your own kids, uh, and you know when they get to that point where they start moving around the house and they're crawling around on the floor. That's right. And somebody finally came up with a great idea that said, if they're going to be doing that, let's put them to work. Isn't that great? So- <laughs> right. I mean, it is amazing. It's a one- And Amazon came up with this. Amazon, Who else, right? Yeah. If you want to watch, you know, watching a toddler crawl across a floor, there's always the fear of, is it clean? Or they're going to get their little baby hands dirty. And we've talked about germs and otherwise oh, yeah, that yeah. children can be able to uh, pick up. This is actually a onesie. You dress your one-year-old when they're in the crawl. Maybe your child can crawl before your, your one-year-old, but uh, a young child in the crawling stage and this onesie has a uh think of it as rubber nubbies along the side of the uh the kneecaps along the forearms and as the child's crawling it actually will sweep the floor and will it will keep the floor <laughs> mopped uh it's almost like a crawl and clean i mean they do anyway so you may as well pick it up right you know it was actually when i saw that i thought it's not really a tech thing but it is a great business idea i thought that was really kind of cool so when i saw that i thought well i gotta bring that to people's attention to go you know what why dress your child in just a simple onesie and crawl around you can now get them to actually get down to work and start cleaning great great process fabulous <laughs> idea this is this is practicality at its at its maximum i love this idea <laughs> yeah. uh, on a more serious note, uh, yeah. concussions, and there's been a lot of discussion in the media over the last number of years about concussions, not just with professional athletes, but weekend yeah. athletes and everybody else. And uh, it's not surprising that tech is getting involved in this. You know what? It, concussions are a serious issue, and I don't think they're taken quite as serious. And I know we talked about athletes and otherwise in the past. You're right. Um, this is actually, an, you don't know sometimes you have a concussion, and most times you bump your head, you fall down. The first thing you say is you may have a concussion. There's actually a device that can connect directly to your smartphone app. Uh, it will it will track your eye. It's called right eye portable tracking. And what it does is in less than five minutes, it will monitor your eyes and apparent, I don't, I'm no doctor, but I guess it's measuring your pupil, your dilatings and otherwise. And what it does is it will connect and tell you within five minutes whether you actually have a concussion or not. And that's a serious issue because sometimes if it's not handled or taken care of, it does result in serious uh, problems. I can understand the technology yeah. here because I know when, when they're testing you, they have that little thing where they look in your eye and they Shine all eight in there. That's right. I, yeah. I don't know what they're looking at. I oh, guess it's right through your eye, actually. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But so, it, so this is really the same sort of technology, but it's 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 actually accelerated. That's right. It's doing a t- it's timing the the uh, dilating of your pupils. I know it's doing some sort of a measurement, very similar to what you're right. It, it, it's uh, shining a light in your eye, monitoring.
monitoring using the simple camera that's on your smart device. It does need to be an S8 Plus uh, or an uh, iPhone X or 8 Plus. The camera lens has to be of a certain quality. Obviously, it's looking into your retinal. It needs to measure the dilations, and it needs to be bright enough that it can actually track and monitor this. Uh, so this has come a long way from the old days where they say, how many fingers? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Close yeah. enough. Get back on the field. <laughs> and, and I know that, yeah. that we're not trying to make light of a serious no, situation, right. but, I mean, it, it's not that long ago that that's how concussions were diagnosed that's right. or and not diagnosed, as the case may be. That's right, and I think this is probably a lot more. This is something that is very serious. A lot of for minor league sports playing, uh, uh, like I say, and even uh, even just regular. You're walking along, your child falls. You want to make sure you check on that stuff. It can get pretty serious. There was a story in the news uh, that uh, caused a great deal of controversy, and it happened mm-hmm. down in Florida, yeah. uh, where police officers actually uh, there was a dead guy, mm-hmm. and they actually picked up his arm, his dead hand, and used his finger from his dead body. That's right for fingerprint ID to open his phone. Right. Right. Uh, do you have rights after death? I mean, this 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 was quite a debate. It was a debate. And you know what? I wasn't really to talk about the debate or the controversy. What I wanted to talk about on Tech Talk is why it didn't work. And I think it's interesting when we look at fingerprints, you know, most of us are alive when you're using your fingerprint, right? You I know? hope so. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just saying it's like one of those situations where uh, the case in Florida was was whatever the circumstances were. This relates to anything to do with, um, you know, proprietary privacy rights when it comes to your smart device. So fingerprint, uh, what I wanted to talk about is why didn't it work? And they did try to go into the morgue, take the body, put the finger over top of the phone because it was fingerprint protected. And it didn't work. And one of the reasons is that a lot of these devices, if you can believe it, this is going to sound really crazy and scientific here, Bill, but our bodies give off a little bit of an electric charge. We sure are, they do. We are technically a bunch of a, uh, a bundle of energy, <laughs> yeah. as our parents used to call us, running around in a... We're, mop, just, we're just, just a walking chemistry experiment. Right, exactly. And part of it is when you pass on, your fingerprints are still there, but the way the fingerprint reader works is that it, there's an electrode that's measuring the crevices between the fingerprint that your body is generating enough electricity to monitor how it, it knows it's you. When you pass on, those electrodes obviously the electricity everything not there. stops yeah. it stops the fingerprint's still there but it's not creating the actual connection to allow the phone to work so there was a lot of why didn't it work a fingerprint scanner was it broken no it's actually if you're not alive your fingerprint's pretty much going to be obsolete good to know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't speak for retinal yet. We have yet to test uh, the situation on that. Well, that'll be coming soon. You know that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you mentioned Amazon delivery a week or two ago, and there's some yeah. news on that. Well, you know, I thought this was intriguing because we're seeing Amazon take it to a new level. Well, about a few weeks back, we spoke about Amazon will now come to your house, right? We talked about yeah. that. You give them access, they'll walk in, put the packages in your home, and move on. Well, You know, I guess that's maybe down the road. We're not quite comfortable with who's coming into our home, but now you can get Amazon delivery. They're testing where they will actually put it in the trunk of your vehicle. (laughs) So they will arrive to wherever. Maybe it's your work because you know what? Home, you're not comfortable. That's actually quite uh, concerning. However, you may want to deliver your package to your vehicle and you can now have, I don't know, I haven't figured out how they're going to give access to your trunk, uh, you know, uh, to open it or you got to be there, but... 
Amazon is now offering services where they will deliver to the trunk of your vehicle and they will store the package, obviously, within a certain size parameters into this into the back of your vehicle. Yes. I, I can understand why. All right. <laughs> I mean, if you're working yes. daytime, for instance, and you're right. expecting a package yeah. uh, and you don't want them leaving it at the front porch. That's right. Yep. So it'd be great to say, yeah, I'm at the office at such and such or the factory or wherever you're working. It doesn't right. much matter. Uh, I can get that, but I'm, I'm still kind of puzzled, as you are, by how they're going to get it in the trunk. Uh, yeah, I didn't get the science behind that one. I was just like, Amazon's now offering. Now, a lot of these vehicles, I guess, maybe because like a Tesla, you can control your trunk oh, yeah. easily anywhere, right? So a lot of the new ve- newer vehicles are going to be a lot smarter. Uh, they'll be able well, to I know it's ta- Yeah, and I know Ford, and I'm sure all the others yeah. have that technology where you can lock yeah. your car yes. from anywhere in the world. Yeah, that's right. So maybe you can open the trunk, too. I guess you can. I, I just uh, I, I think more on the fact that Amazon's offering that service is really what made me kind of laugh and go, well, that's technology at its best. Amazon is going to get you a product one way or another. One it doesn't way, matter yeah. how. In your trunk, your car, they'll drop it off of your brother's best friend's uncle, neighbor. They will get it They'll to you. stick it wherever you want. <laughs> wherever, you need, wherever you need it. Just keep <laughs> on buying please it. don't use that as your, your catchphrase, okay? <laughs> uh, let's talk about Wi-Fi, and, which is actually on the decrease. Decreasing and dropping fast. Unfortunately, not in Canada, because if they did, we'd never be able to afford to pay anything else in this province or country. The U.S. is actually got the, and we've spoke about what's the cost of Canada versus the U.S. This is, this is trite. It makes sense. The U.S. is losing more Wi-Fi customers and broadband consumers because you can get up to, uh, you get unlimited data access in the United States. So for the sake of going down and going, well, now I got to get an internet connection at my house, an internet connection at my office, why not just pay an unlimited cost with Verizon or AT&T as they are? And now with 5G coming out, I think I mentioned to you the speeds of which those are going to be offered. People are dropping their Wi-Fi services. You can, people no longer are using them in restaurants for security reasons as well. But your uh, Wi-Fi is pretty much dropping by the thousands in the U.S., and people are sticking to their mobile supplier to provide their Internet. But from a customer standpoint, that's good. It is. It's a great. It's fabulous, it's, as it opposed is. to what we have to do on this side of the border, which is I have to log in every place. You, or, I mean, I can use the, the data plan on my phone, but right. I mean, that, that, you don't want to do that if no, you don't have no. to. Well, and, and I mean, in the U.S. right now, I have an AT&T plan, and I mean, I have a very minimal amount. It's unlimited. I have unlimited, but it's up to 10 gigs high speed, and then after that, it crawls down. If I paid only $25 more bill, I'd have unlimited high-speed LTE internet anywhere where I'd need to be. That's for my U.S. business. So I share that with you because it's going to be very interesting to see how that's going to really revolutionize the internet world uh, where we go. So when you come home, if everyone in the house has a shared plan like they do here, you can imagine that you wouldn't need to have uh, with 5G connections I'm referring to. It'd be difficult in rural areas, but you'll be able to actually connect everything on the internet from your uh, from your cell uh, cellular plan. Casey on uh, Twitter just says uh, the Amazon th- uh, trunk thing uh, it only works on certain vehicles. So it's kind of like what we said. Yeah, I know, right, I know yeah. Ford has that, and I'm sure there are other that's models right. that do that, that, you know, and it's with an app, right? That's right, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I guess they'll right. call you and say, Adam, I'm, I'm at your car outside here. Trunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me your keys. Can I'm I take it for a, a spin, too? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the thanks for the Twitter. On Thank that. you. Another tweet from uh, another round of our listeners on the program. That's kind of cool. Uh, 20 years now that the smartphone's been in business? You believe it? Yeah. I know, right? It's it, And I was just talking to my father. He's got a flip phone. And we were making a joke about this when I was with my dad the other day when he popped open the 
up on the phone. I go, Dad, what is it? He goes, do you know how to use that, son? That's where you just talk on it. You don't have to type anything. So uh, anyway, what was funny was it's been 20 years the smartphone has actually been around. So I thought, I did a little research. Now, there's more than this. There was like a top 10. But I thought I would do the top three all-time worst smartphones ever made. And these are based on a couple things. User uh, user practicality, meaning did users enjoy it? What was the user experience like? Uh, number two, was it recalled, damageable? Would it explode? And number three was it was just not working. It just didn't work at all, period. It was just a waste of space. Okay. And do, do, do these in reverse then. Start at three. <laughs> You're doing that because you have a you have a bit of a soft spot for this one. Number three was the BlackBerry BlackBerry Storm. That is that was one of the top. Actually, it was number one on the list. But BlackBerry Storm was actually ranked, and the reason why is because it was the first before there was Samsung touchscreens and iPhone yeah. Xs and everything else. This was the first uh, uh, phone smartphone that was completely uh, no keyboard, no buttons, and uh, the BlackBerry Storm was a full screen display, but you had to actually push on the screen yeah. and you felt the screen push in all the time. Well, it never really took off. It was probably a little ahead of its time. I mean, that was more than 15 years ago, if you can believe it. And now we can see that the BlackBerry Storm made it all worse. In fact, the little joke inside uh, RIM at the time it was called RIM was that it was called the, uh, 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 well, I won't say what the word is, but it was a crap storm kind of idea. So <laughs> anyway. I, I had the bowl, but I mean, this was the, the like the Cadillac. That's right. Yeah, that was the high end, and it never really sold well. And then, of course, number two is the Galaxy Note Seven. Yes, Without of course. fail, of course, it, it was one of those. I. It was a great phone. Not that anybody got a chance to use it, but it exploded and was just horrible. And the number one was the Amazon Fire. Yes, the number one worst phone ever made was Amazon. Ironically, you and I were just speaking about, look yes. what Amazon's doing. And last week, we spoke about them coming out with a new phone. They yeah. haven't learned from their uh, from their experience. Anyway, worst phone ever made was the Fire. They couldn't give it away. They dr discounted it to $50.00. And they and they still couldn't get rid of it. In fact, there's rumor they just sent it off to a recycling plant. Uh, but how they have changed over the years from from those days, yes. and yeah. and from the flip phone and everything else. That's right. Yes. I was listening on the Comedy Network. There was one of the I can't remember the comedian's name, but he says my phone is a, a seldom used app. <laughs> On my phone. <laughs> he says, what are you calling me for? Text me. Don't call me. Text me and ask me if I can. That's right. What is this? We've changed our whole mindset now. That's right. Nobody it's... wants to talk on the phone anymore. No, you're wasting time. Remember those, that used to be a joke in the, you know, you'd say, oh, I, I, you picked up. I was hoping to get your machine. You don't have to call them anymore. No, I'm I don't just even do text. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk to that person. I'll just yeah, text them. Save everybody the aggravation of having this discussion. Siri, call Adam, because <laughs> I can't be bothered. Anyway, That's right. we digress. Uh, pilot. Yeah, this is something we heard a lot about translation. Listen, you know what? We talked about how you can basically learn a 15th language or whatever. These buds are only $249. They're called Pilot from Waverly Labs. They are available right now. You can buy them. You put the, the earbuds inside and it will instantly translate no matter the language. And apparently they got over 50 of them. Wh whatever the language is in your vicinity, if they're speaking it, you're going to hear it. And this is now available. You can now buy it. We've heard about it, by the way. We talked about it on Tech Talk. You can now purchase these products, and you can now put it in your ear, and you'll be able to hear everything. Uh, I've got a few minutes left here. I want to talk about Apple and uh, what they're doing with the MacBook Pro. Yeah, MacBook Pro, if you've got a 13-inch within the last two years, the batteries are on a recall. So you're going to want to definitely uh, take advantage of that. Go to the Apple website. You're going to want to submit your name into that. On a side note with Apple, on the uh, replacing batteries, they've got also a new robot, and it's called 
Daisy. And Daisy, by the way, is able to recycle iPhones. And, and this is actually really cool. Apple's getting right into the whole we need to recycle because if you're the, uh, you know, one of the top selling phones of all time, Daisy is capable of taking all those phones when you recycle them, when you bring them back to the yeah, Apple yeah. store. It will take it apart to almost 95% accuracy, removing all of the components that normally would have went to a landfill site. It's quite amazing, but it's a robot that literally dismantles, pulls out all of the batteries, pulls out all the, the motherboard, all the wiring, separates it, and puts them in the proper recycling point. That's on that, pretty cool. On that point, by the way, interesting enough, uh, and I don't want to get into the politics of what's going on sure. with the uh, the Mueller investigation down yeah. in the States and Michael Cohen, Trump's attorney that uh, you know they raided his yeah. place. But the story is, I'm sure a lot of folks have heard this, uh, when they seized cap, uh, uh, records and everything from Cohen's offices, yep. 25 cell phones, I think it was, or yeah. something like that. Right. And they said a lot of them have been scrubbed, and the guy said, no, they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he scrubbed them. Yeah, no. no Once you, it's, uh, the data's there, the data's there, they said, we can, we can get stuff off all of them. Unless you technically, yeah, I mean, there's certain ways of how many times you can be able to scrub something. They actually overwrite it, by, but the information is, go, they, they refer to it as ghosted. That's where when you use a product, a phone, a computer, or otherwise, and it says you've erased it and you could do like the 16 times overwrite it's still technically there data is always kept somewhere in the memory of any kind of electronic device your phone your laptop or otherwise and the only way the true only way to get rid of your information is to take out the hard drive and put it into a shredder and watch it get mashed into a thousand million pieces which apparently this guy did not do because no, he, he figured hey who's ever going to want these yeah and uh, and you know what when you hit the i'm deleting it and it says would you like to do the super delete yes i do you're still not super deleting folks yeah, yeah. no you're just you're, making it longer for it to recover the you're being data. super delusional if you think that's working <laughs> uh that's right. talk now okay back to new phones lg uh, yeah, well, LG is now coming out with a, uh, we saw this with the Samsung, and I thought this was ingenious. LG came out with a button where they have the Bixby button on, on Galaxy Samsung. Now they've got it for the LG, but it's going to use Google Assistant, which, by the way, I love Google Assistant. I mean, if I have to look at them, you and I spoke about that. There's Alexa, Siri, there's Bixby. This is amazing. Google Assistant as a button, you hit it. Instantly, you got Google Assistant. Instead of constantly referring to the OK, whatever you want to mention, this hits a button. LG, congratulations. It might actually be a contender in the smartphone market. So how does it work? You would hit the button. Yeah. Instantly, we would hear the ding, very similar to Siri. Okay. <laughs> right? And you would control or submit your do or your commands into the phone. And it will use Google Assistant to do everything. And it's becoming the strongest of all the voice uh, assistants that's on the market right now. Does it talk back to you? Yes, absolutely. Of course what kind of voices can you get? Uh, actually, you can get only <laughs> one. I'm the, I'm the kind of guy when he goes to the car lot and I say, what color can I get? Yeah, I know. I think you get one voice with Google right now. It's oh, the female gee, voice. gee, is that I all? I know. I'm, I apologize on behalf of Google. Where's uh, the British guy that sounds well, like John Oliver? Well, all of a sudden, you have everybody <laughs> trying to repeat the same <laughs> examples, and it would be too difficult to get everybody to read it. I it's guess. just way too much. Well, then they need to do some revisions. <laughs> uh, we're out of time. Thanks, as always. Uh, we do this every Friday, 1135 Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield. I'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.